Hi, and welcome Love to Hope Radio. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Propaganda.Earth. I'm your host, Propaganda Hitman, and working with us is Wheels of Steel. Go on, you can let it run. She has. <laughs> okay. Are you lost for words there, Hitman? Propaganda Hitman, because we can start a word to the criminal immigrant. Ready, here we go. This video is for all you third world criminals who are flooding into Europe illegally by pretending to be refugees. You can watch it on the smartphones that you all seem to have with you. It's just to let you know that everybody knows you're mostly able-bodied, fighting-age men, thousands of whom are pretending to be children because you don't have a shred of honor, dignity, or shame between you. We know that you are not, in fact, refugees at all, but illegal invaders, opportunists, and predators, and that your disgusting behavior is making things much worse for genuine refugees who are not nearly as welcome here anymore thanks to you. We also know that the American people dodged a bullet recently when they had the good sense to elect a president who will keep you and barbarians like you out of their country. However, having said all that, you won't get any trouble from us here in Europe. You see, we're multicultural. We're afraid to breathe too hard in case it makes us racist. So you can come here and crap all over our values and laugh at us and we won't say a word. We're so self-consciously, decadently progressive that we've chosen to pretend that all cultures are equal, even backward, uncivilized ones like yours that don't even deserve to share the same planet. We're ashamed of our culture because it's so embarrassingly superior, and we think it needs taking down a peg or two for the sake of equality. And we're hoping that you primitive throwbacks will help us to do that by bringing with you the ugliest aspects of your ugly culture to drag us all down to your level. Well, it's not as if we haven't been there before, about a thousand years ago. So, for example, if you arrive in Europe married to a child, Denmark and Germany are cool with that. There are now more than a thousand Muslim men in Germany who are married to children. Isn't that progressive? And recently a court in Denmark ruled that Muslim migrants who are married to children should be allowed to stay together in case it infringes their, you've guessed it, human rights. 
a term that's been dragged Wait, through the gutter too many times on behalf of criminal chances like you is absolutely worthless. Worthless to us, that is, but not to you, because when you commit the crimes that we all know you're going to, the bogus term human rights will be your get-out-of-deportation card. Not only that, if you sexually assault or rape a woman, again, as we know you're going to, our progressive politicians will try their best to make it her fault, as the female mayor of Cologne tried to do after the notorious New Year's Eve mass assault. If you rape a female no-borders activist, her colleagues will pressure her to keep it quiet in case it gives people the wrong idea about violent third-world savages like you. And if you find yourself in Austria raping a ten-year-old boy in a swimming pool, relax, your conviction will be overturned on appeal because the judges believe that you might not have known that a ten-year-old boy didn't want to be raped. Yes, our judges in Europe are very progressive. In other words, they're on your side. The police and media, too, will conspire to keep your depravity hidden from the general population until it hits them squarely in the face, as it does now frequently in wide-open Sweden, the rape capital of Europe, thanks to you. Earlier this year, it was reported that nearly half of Sweden's women are afraid to go out on their own after dark because, well, we're not really supposed to say what the reason is, as that would be racist towards the lawless human vermin like you who are assaulting and raping Swedish women and children. Everyone in Sweden is so terrified of being a racist, you can do what you like. You can gang rape a woman in a wheelchair for hours, as happened just recently, uh -huh. and the police will let you go because they're not convinced that she fought back hard enough, what with being paralyzed with shock and fear and all. And then when local people get angry about this, leftists and feminists will organize a demonstration against their racism. You can't lose. If you're wanted for a crime in Sweden, which no doubt you will be, Nobody will be able to identify you. The police don't like to issue a description of wanted criminals because it will almost always be somebody who looks like you, and that would paint a truthful picture of mass third-world immigration that the Swedish government doesn't want people to see because then even the docile Swedes might start to realize just how comprehensively they and their country have been betrayed. For this reason, the authorities in Europe generally are far more likely to crack down on their own citizens who publicize your barbaric behavior than they are to address the behavior itself. And you don't even have to feel ashamed about any of this, which is just as well, because you wouldn't know how. Whatever depths of depravity you sink to, masturbating in front of women and children, defecating in the street or in a public swimming pool, you really are a classy bunch. You'll never be held to account for it. Somehow we will always... Or in a public fountain. You can even sue the German government if they don't move quickly enough to give you all that free money you came here for. We all know you're unlikely to work for a living because you're so damn ignorant you're unemployable. But we welcome that difference in Europe today. We celebrate diversity. So if you're coming here to Britain, here's a handy multicultural tip. Make sure you bring as many wives as you can. They can all collect benefit. Might as well claim what's wrongfully yours. Although I should point out that if you're coming here from Pakistan because you've heard from your cousins about the rich pickings to be had gang-raping English children, you should know that the English police have finally been shamed into addressing this problem against their will. So there is a chance that you will be arrested and end up in prison. But don't worry, you'll find so many like-minded perverts in there with you. It'll be just like being back home in Pakistan, where you belong. 
Anyway, I hope this little video will be of some help and that perhaps some small dim light bulb in the back of that stunted growth you call a mind will help you understand that behind the sunny multicultural smiles and the positive buzzwords like tolerance and diversity that you are, in fact, about as welcome in Europe as an avalanche of toxic medical waste. And that's because you have gone out of your way to make yourselves unwelcome. Beautiful. The measure of you as people, as men, is that the hand of friendship has been offered to you and you have tried to chop it off. A golden opportunity that you don't deserve has been given to you on a plate, but all you can think about is smashing the plate. Freedom and prosperity are yours for the taking, but you're too stupid and downright uncivilized to understand or appreciate it. Instead, you aspire to dominate the ruins of a society that you'd like to destroy. You won't be happy until we're all living in the same kind of repressive, backward, third-world sinkhole that you couldn't wait to get out of. How stupid are you? Of all your deeply unpleasant qualities, your arrogance is the most embarrassing to behold. You are the people on this planet with the very least to be arrogant about. You have absolutely nothing to be proud of. Your disgusting misogynistic culture is an insult to civilized people and a stain on humanity, and so are you. Your instincts are crude, ugly, and destructive. You contribute nothing because you have nothing to contribute. All you ever have to offer is moronic violence and phony grievance. You are the eternal aggressor who yet somehow manages to be the eternal victim. That's a neat trick. Well, the good news for us and the bad news for you is that this is all going to end soon because people have had enough of it now and they've had enough of you. Your greatest error is mistaking European generosity for weakness because that's the impression that you've been given by the current crop of bedwetters, shysters and crooks who run things here. But they won't be running things for very much longer because so many people in Europe are now sick to death of you and want you gone. People who welcome immigration and who are happy to live in a genuinely multicultural society of mutual enrichment and mutual respect have realized that your presence here makes that completely impossible and that as long as you are here, it will remain impossible. So millions of people in Europe who once were tolerant and welcoming of you now don't want you anywhere near them and especially not anywhere near their children. That's some reputation you've got yourselves there, but nobody can say that you haven't earned it. You and that rancid rape culture of yours a million times over. You've blown it, boys. You've blown it big time. You've revealed yourselves to the civilized world. You've shown us exactly who and what you are. And now I'm afraid you'll have to excuse us for despising who and what you are, which is why we will not be dragged down to your level. Some will, of course, because thanks to you, there are plenty of angry people in Europe more than willing to take to the streets and deal with you violent scumbags in the only language you seem to understand. But most of us will use our democracy, a civilized concept that you animals wouldn't understand, to remove... I stopped it. To begin with, I think it's important that we address this issue of their culture. I'm not trying to pick because it would be a very unfair fight. It's a degenerate culture. They, they hold no patents. They produce nothing. They have no Silicon Valley. Oil technology, nothing original comes out of Saudi Arabia. No patents. 
It's all American technology. French, American stock market traded Schlumberger, British Petroleum, ExxonMobil. These people produce nothing. One moment. Thank you. Uh, the, these nations produce nothing. They're not involved in weather research, oil research, energy research, photovoltaic research. They, they, you would think that they would lead the world in desalination. They don't. That's Israel. Photovoltaic, they don't. That's Israel. Or China. Or the United States. It's a shameful culture that has relied upon one natural resource called oil. Their budgets are bursting because of the massive welfare state of useless people, no education, morons, a degenerate rape culture, and a phony infidel that they pray to as a messenger of God. Now, while I like this, he is a comedian. While I like this man very much, at some level, I say, you all get what you deserve. I was, in 1982, 81, 82, 83, in London, and I saw then with what eyes I had, the complete Arab infiltration then. And because London and England had become so financial, so uh, economically backward, backwater, that they were thrilled to kiss the ass of the Saudis. So this has been an acceptance that's been festering for decades, look, make no bones about it. Who bought their landmark uh, clothier, furniture store, department store, Harrods? Dodi Fayyad's father. Who was marrying into the royal family? An Egyptian businessman. So this isn't coming out of nowhere. This is, a, this is decades upon decades in the making. And now all of a sudden, this comedian, with all due respect, is up in arms. Very dangerously late. Because this mentality has infested the United States of America. When our own CIA would have a man who left his Roman Catholic background behind, swears allegiance to Muhammad, spent 10 years living in Saudi Arabia, became a complete Arabist, and we made him head of our CIA. That's treason. Brennan has, should be executed. Barack Obama should be executed. You think I'm joking. And I don't say this the way Madonna says it. She has no justification for anything. She's a complete has-been 
tramp who has pimped her pussy on stages all across the world and, and expected tolerance because she's an entertainer. Now, she was a slut who became a moth to our social fabric. And Ashley Judd, who looks like she needs to go back into the mental institution she came out of with her anger issues, got a husband who's a Formula One race car driver, Italian living in Scotland, and she had anger management issues then. Now she's got to spew and vomit it on the public stage. And young children have to listen repeatedly to these degenerates. But they're so accustomed to their degeneracy. Presley's daughter had enough sense when she saw the degenerate Michael Jackson was and the posse of dope dealers and apologists that surrounded him as he would sleep in bed having little sleepover parties with boys. This fucking guy was a pedophile and out of his freaking mind. But we all made excuses for this deranged soul. But the only one who knew better... What was the daughter's name, not Priscilla's, the wife? What's... Elvis's daughter's name. Priscilla's daughter. That's okay. At any rate, she had enough sense to leave because she saw the drug addiction. The guy couldn't get to sleep without being completely drugged to death, near death, and then drugged to awaken. Elisa Marie. And then to think that he was in in any condition whatsoever to do this this incredible performance that he was planning. No stamina, no wind, no physical condition. And everybody around will lie. Lie. Oh, he's doing great, doing great. It's the oldest story in our in our culture. The emperor has no clothes or the emperor's new clothes. And this is what surrounds these psychopaths. And it's a self-fulfilling <coughs> and it's a self-reinforcing delusion. When everybody around you is on the gravy train and they're psychopaths, just like the mafia around Elvis Presley, as he's getting fatter and fatter and fatter and more delusional to the point where he's on Mike Douglas doing his kung fu routines as he's whacked at his freaking gourd. And the mafia, you know, they all talk about the great Elvis. You're a bunch of whores. And this is what the media in the United States has become. Donald Trump today, over the past few days, has upped the ante and up the ante, and as, as constantly the media wants to play the gotcha, the gotcha, that Mexico's going to pay. Does it mean that Mexico's going to write a $70 billion check? Or whatever the wall's going to cost? $4 billion, $7 billion? Was that really what was at issue? 
Is this the gotcha level that these scumbags on television, none of them are journalists. They're just mouths. Haven't we had enough of talk and talk and talk and blah, 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 blah. So finally, Pinionetto, a complete failed leader in a failed mafia state. Now, you think I'm being hyperbolic? Do you know how many drug cartels they have? There was a time 25 years ago when uh, our daughter and Wheels of Steel went to Acapulco, and they warned us. We were looking for a place maybe we were going to stay, live, build a business. And uh, a fellow was a contractor. You know, they build with marble and concrete. And it was a lovely place. But it was, as I recall, south of Acapulco, deeper into the province of what they call Guerrero. Guerrero. And people warned us 25 years ago. Very dangerous. Uh, There was a beautiful uh, hotel just south. And the squatters took over, the peasants. They just decided they were moving in. And they moved their pigs in and the pigs would swim in the the pool. It took total property rights away from the people who live there. And it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Read the book about the cartel called Miss Sinaloa. (coughs) Isn't that what it's called? He was a journalist, is a journalist along the Rio Grande border, and he documented the murders, that they had these buildings on the their side of the border, and the Sinaloa cartel could have 80 bodies hanging from rafters in it. And the Mexican government has no control. I remember in the 1980s, there was a cartel, and I'm sure it hasn't changed, but our media doesn't report anything any longer. All they are is the National Enquirer, and the National Enquirer is the one that did great work on Hillary Clinton. Well, my, you know, today, Islamic terrorist recruiter hired by George Washington University has been busted for hookers and blow. And cocaine? Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. cocaine. <laughs> George Washington University program on ex- E-X-T-R-E-M-I-S-M. Extremism. To research effective methods to de-radicalize potential terrorists has been arrested for allegedly arriving with cocaine to what he thought would be a meeting with a prostitute. One-time terrorist recruiter is J-E-S-S-E Morton. A terrorist recruiter. Yeah. 
uh, police in Fairfax, Virginia, arrested Morton 38 during a sting operation conducted on December 28th. The sting involved an aide offering sex services placed on Backpage.com. Oh. Morton replied to the ad and then ap- appeared at the government house inn and suites in Falls Church. Upon arresting Morton on the motel premises, police searched him and his automobile. They say they found cocaine, glass pipe, and some other accessories for smoking crack cocaine. The charges against Morton are possession of the controlled substance and residing in a um, valley place. Morton has traveled a long road from a radicalized Muslim who recruited countless terrorists to George Washington University anti-terror expert and just recently to his arrest at the Governor House Inn. He was radically radicalized in prison before September 11 terror attack and began to pursue his education, he said. While attending, while attaining a master's degree in international affairs from Columbia University in 07, Morton affiliated himself with radical Islamic groups in New New York City. At the time, he went by the name Y O U N U S, Muhammad. Morton then stated Revolution Muslim, a web site and YouTube channel that would become one of the most prolific Islamic um, um, radicalization effort in the United States. Over a course of three years, Morton recruited countless terrorists. Eventually, he fled to, to Morocco, where he was apprehended and extradition back to the United States in 2011. Prosecutors described Morton as a of very freedoms on which our society is based. They accused Morton of encouraging terrorist attacks against South Park. Creator Matt Stone and Trey Parker of the revolutionary website, um, Muslim website. Parker and were enemies of Islam, Morton said, because a cartoon which portrayed Muhammad wearing a bear costume. This is unbelievable. This is a professor at George Washington University. I mean, are we nuts? So this guy telling you, his, actually this guy's name is Pat, the interview you listened to a few minutes ago, Pat, C-O-N-D-E-L-L. Condell. So anyway, wake up. Wake up, America. I don't know what to say. you got all these radical nuts half out of their mind going after Donald because they don't want to stop all this shit coming in. No, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. That's what it comes down to. Their egos are so invested in this Marx. First of all, you don't even know who you're dealing with. No, you don't even know who the hell's person this guy. is just a moron liberal you don't even know who, who wants is. to play kumbaya. But they have no idea that within liberalism in America, they've been completely infiltrated by anarchists, by Marxists, 
all masquerading as progressive. This isn't progress. This is regress. This is regressivism back to 1917. This is regressivism back to 1933. We must be nuts. So do you want now, would you like to hear, uh, oh, State Department entire senior top level resigns. Well, well first of all, they were no, asked to. No. What, no? First I want to discuss uh, how they, the media and... Let's be fair, but let's also be open-minded, and let's also um, be honest and mature about our assessments. Well, can I play this real fast? No. Because it's only a minute. It's J C. Okay. Getting back to my point, you play J Sekulow. Back here, to a lawyer who wants to be brief, why don't we just stop this nonsense and revoke the citizenship of Americans who join these terror groups once and for all? Jay Sekulow says, you sign up for ISIS or al-Qaeda, we don't bring back here, period. It makes sense to me, Jay, but we don't do it. We don't do it, Neil, because the way the law is set up right now, you, you can revoke citizenship when someone joins a foreign state. Uh, that's at, at conflict with the United States. So if it was Syria, say, or, or another country. But al-Qaeda, ISIS, these groups are not deemed under the law right now a foreign state. So what you end up with is a situation where there is a basically a legal loophole so that you don't have these revocation of citizenship proceedings that should be almost pro forma, frankly, uh, if in fact a person was engaged with ISIS but that doesn't exist right now, and the law needs to change. There was a movement last year in Congress to get legislation through. It, it got stalled, so I'm advocating it very aggressively. I, I wrote a book about this called Rise of ISIS, and these tactics that ISIS is using, we just had a report from Catherine Herridge. I mean, the reality is, this is they want to get U.S. citizens engaged with them, train them over there, maybe in Yemen, uh, and then send them right back the into the United States Rise to, of to ISIS. create havoc. So and we I think we don't want them coming it. back we in. We stupidly allow it yep. for fear of... The language and how it's written, I don't know. Bravo on that. So I was getting back to how different Donald Trump is, and this is something that media doesn't understand. They don't understand because they don't know anything about a business. They've never built a, built a candy store. They've never built a coffee shop. They've never built a plumbing contractor business. They've never built a fleet of plumbing uh, trucks out on the road. They don't have a, never built a fleet of, and they've never built a farm. They've never held a patent. They've never built dynamic internet websites. These people are one thing and one thing only, mouthpieces. Behind the scenes, they are supposed to be investigative journalisms. But this 24-hour chat, and they're going to get upset with Donald for tweeting, chat, that's all you do in the media is talk all day. So my point is, they'll never know what negotiation looks like because all we have are loudmouth, blowhard politicians who even in the face of being wrong 
will never back down. How about McCain and Russia? It's just one example. Lindsey Graham, who has never had an original thought in his mind. He hangs with, with uh, John McCain. What you say, boss? What you say, boss? What you say? Tell me, boss, what you say? What's your opinion on the matter? That's where I stand. Uh, where, wherever John McCain stands, I stand. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Back and forth between the United, between the Mexican failed state leader and our president, Donald Trump, is negotiation. Now, you may not know what negotiation looks like, but I heard a story that has never been proven to be false. When Khrushchev was at the negotiating table with, uh, or no, I think he was, I think it was at the UN, and he addressed the UN. He pulled out off his shoe, but he didn't. But he pulled off his shoe and he banged the table. My understanding is, whether it, it is true, it still doesn't change the point, that he had a third shoe in his pocket, and he pulled out the shoe so he wouldn't have his foot on the floor, and he used this prop to bang the table. My point is that this is all negotiation. And maybe you have never seen in your life negotiation. Why should it surprise me? For the past 20 years, we've had people like John Kerry, the crowd that bends over to pick up the the, the soap, the kind that the only way to stop uh, the onslaught, in, in my opinion, of the Arab hordes is to put sand in their Vaseline. That's the shortest way of shutting these, these, these cretins down. But my joke to you is we have never had real negotiators or we would never have had a NAFTA, and we would never have. Now, we have hacks at the State Department and the Commerce Department who are career bureaucrats who have never built anything in their life. So the only income they ever have is the government dole, and they're careerists. So if you think for one minute that the negotiations are over between Pinyonetta and Donald, I will tell you, they haven't even begun yet. You think anything can escalate to the point? No, they're not nuclear nations. Mexico has a border wall in Guatemala. Mexico is a gangster failed state. We don't need shit from these people. And the fact that our leaders have played ball in that degenerate swamp is mind-blowing. 80 years, same-party politics, the pre. <coughs> the Democrats have held up the pre as their role model of a one-party state. And how do they do it? You think with guns? They do it with complete corruption. And that's where we were headed with Hillary. She would have solidified the Democrat Party for decades. And the Republican Party, what's the difference? When you've got Paul Ryan married to a DNC insider, it's one party. That's all it is. 
So, Donald, with every fight, there'll be leaks. And there'll be leaks probably at the highest level because Donald is playing a very dangerous game. He himself has brought that O-tender snake in with him, and that's Reince Priebus. And he's brought Sean Spicer, his press spokesman. But there's already leaks starting in the White House at very high levels of, of, of the White House. So stay tuned to see the internal machinations of coup and understand that this new world order may have been taken round one loss with Donald, but this is a 15-round fight, and it is not over. Now, I was listening today to Judge Napolitano, and he was, and this is a guy, you know, because the greatest huckster in America, he so suckers me in, is New Kindredge. And he really likes Andrew Napolitano. And he was saying that he really thinks that he should be on the Supreme Court. Well, I listened to Napolitano today talk about his opinion about the rules of war, the rules of engagement, uh, that the Geneva Convention. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is as a man who I don't admire because it's very clear he was involved in 9-11, and that's Donald Rumsfeld. But even Donald Rumsfeld had created the term, I believe, asymmetric warfare. And that means we're soldiers honoring Geneva Convention, and we've got people who cut off the head of Danny Pearl. Should we ever forget that? A journalist had his head cut off. Now, these aren't people that are entitled to the same rules of warfare. These are people that in order to kill Muammar Gaddafi put a, a bayonet up his rectum. Now, if you think that they're entitled to the same degree of courtesy that German soldiers during World War II were entitled to, because we treated them off the battlefield like gentlemen. Fed them appropriately, put them in proper conditions. We treated the Russians that way. That's not the way the Vietnamese treated John McCain. So to me, it's a saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Now, I once thought that that was quite wrong, that we should always bring our breeding and our upbringing with us, what does it get you? The moral high ground? Do you win? Do they respect you? I look at Europe today, and to me the evidence is turning the cheek, Christian kindness, is getting Europe nowhere. They shit in the... The guy said that. Right? How about the priests in France gave them the... Um church to pray and they chopped his head off. They chopped his head off. 
So if you think that your Christianity is going to win the day, then you, then you haven't paid attention to the last 50 years of since since 1949 with Israel. So we're talking about 51 plus 17, 68 years of Israeli history. They know what these monsters are. These people who are paid by Saudis and wealthy Pakistanis to walk in with uh, suicide vests into a crowded theater, into a crowded mall, into a farmer's market and blow themselves up, to walk into a bus and stab people, to launch 380 Scud missiles in a year on Jerusalem, on Tel Aviv. And that's the way the Israelis need to live. But see... We've had nothing but anti-Jewish State Department scumbags creating our policy for too long. These Yale, Ivy League, slime balls, inbred bastards who've held, had nothing but contempt, who call Zionism racism. Tell that to Singapore. Tell their one religion's theocracies to Iran. Tell their one religion theocracy to Saudi Arabia. Tell their one religion theocracies to Indonesia, Jakarta. Tell it to Yemen, Iran. I'm sick and tired of a nation the size of New Jersey with a population of four or so million, to become the scourge of the earth for decades, when any one of the Arab nations could pick up the two or three million, move them, and give them a million dollar stipend over 30 years to relocate, as wealthy as these people have been since the 1970s, when they extorted the life out of us. Pay no attention to the rigor mortis, because... I don't know if you have any experience of the dead body, but when my grandmother had died in our home, in the bed, and it was the first time, and I have had very poor vision then, is she really dead? I mean, she's warm. It feels like she's kind of twitching. You know the kid that said, fuck Trump, and yes. was burning the flag? It's Drew... It's Drew C-A-R-E-Y son. Drew Carey's son, the actor. The actor. Another anti-Semitic, anti-American, screwed up parent teaching his child nothing but hatred. Amazing. Yeah, because you, you and I said, who could be behind a child like that? This is the hatred that's taught in the house. No kid comes up with that at their age with that such an original thought. No. No. People are sending... This is indoctrination by these Marxist parents. 
Then there's a quote today. Then Donald said to Pinionetta, uh when he said he was going to cancel, then Donald adds to it, and, and the media would say, oh, he's just being tit for tat. No. This is real-time discussion that he's sharing with the American people. That's what you don't get. This isn't Donald just talking to his top aides who can then send a message through uh, channels to the, through the State Department to their ambassadors. We don't need that bureaucratic bullshit anymore. This is an instant, real-time world. So Donald then said, at this time, the meeting would be, such a meeting would be fruitless. That's right. At this moment, it would bear no fruit. Once Donald builds the wall, and then he said, he didn't first say, Mexico's going to pay for it, then I'm going to build a wall. He said, I'm going to build the wall. And who's going to pay for it? Mexico. Now, I was listening <coughs> this morning on one of the Fox business shows to this stupid, inane shit, these, these Hillary Clinton crowd that can't face the fact the market was in, in the 16,000s. And the thought was that the economy was going to collapse that we weren't growing by more than one, one and a half percent, that interest rates were at an unprecedented, never in American history, low of zero. And Europe, in the world of negative interest rates, that was the dark vision. And if Hillary had won, it would have only been worse. We'd be experiencing a Hyperinflation, why? Because sooner or later, countries that hold our debt would say, you know what, this is expensive toilet paper. We don't want it. It's cheaper for us to buy toilet paper, and they would have started dumping trillions of dollars at a time on the world market. So it was very dark and very gloomy, and the Donald president 45, DJT, had to swim through that swamp. And he had to address the world as it was this moment. The night of the election, when Soros and his crowd were slamming the American stock market to say, this is what you get. Looks like Donald Trump's going to win. Pretending that the smart money was hitting the exits. No, it was overnight. It was shorting the S&P, which I can assure you at 10.30 at night is extremely thinly traded. There was a time when I used to get up at midnight and 3 and then 5 because the S&P was so thinly traded that I could just swing and pick up 500 bucks in an evening by having a little less sleep. Because I knew that wherever it was, it would go back to parity when the big boys opened. So if it was down, I could go in and buy. 
if the mar- the market had closed down and they started to rally it overnight, I knew that that was a perfect short. And if the market had closed up and they were doing a sell-off, I'd go in and buy because I knew by the morning, more often than not, you it th- things would even out. Carl Icahn leaves the room. George Soros is on the other side of the trade. And so he's selling short, but he has to buy back. If you sell something you don't own, it's called margin. They loan it to you. So he's selling the market down. And he thinks it's going to continue going down. And Carl Icahn, with equal and opposite force, stepped in, along obviously with others. <coughs> and George Soros lost a billion dollars that night. Now he's a very rich man, but that, that, that was a little comeuppance. And since that night, the market has been up 3,000 points. Now that's basically... Uh, an 18% run. We're in the world of large numbers. It's not like 300 to 400. We're talking about 16,000 and change, uh, 16.5 to 20,000. But it is impressive, especially basic industrials. It's a shame Peabody Coal was forced out of business by the Obama administration. But Arch Coal went from $3 to 30 maybe $40 now. U.S. Steel, $12, $35, now maybe. Don't watch it anymore because I'm more interested in when the market will correct, but I hope it doesn't correct anytime soon because they'll blame that on Donald. If, this, if there's a lunar eclipse... <coughs> they'll reconvene <coughs> that million woman march and they'll blame the it as the end of the world on Donald Trump. The only thing Donald can do is keep his head down. Judge Napolitano today was talking about Donald's comments referring to extraordinary rendition. I want to conclude here and then we'll go back to the video. You have other videos, don't you? Yes, of course. Great. Okay, so my point is that... (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) Napolitano is talking about a level of warfare and a level of even, if we could call it civility, because I think we're a deranged nation. And I think we've been living under a derangement for so long. See, we're not going to do extraordinary torture, rendition, whatever you want to call it, waterboarding, where they pour water down a guy's nose. And they pour water down a guy's nose. We're the same nation when the emperor uh, was absolutely, by all cables that we intercepted, preparing to uh, abdicate and surrender uh, Japan We dropped two nuclear bombs, atomic bombs, and killed millions of people and destroyed their land for probably 30 years. So let's not kid ourselves here with our holier-than-now. We carpet-bombed Vietnam. We, We destroyed 
Iraq. We, we've created pure chaos, murder, mayhem, slaughter in Libya and Iraq, excuse me, in Syria. And I got to listen to Napolitano talk about degenerates who would, sh- would shove a sword up his ass. They, they wouldn't want him to speak. They wouldn't want him to divulge secrets. They don't work on that level. They don't give a shit. All they would do is stick a knife up his rectum, chop off his head, and video it and put it up on YouTube. And Napolitano says we need to treat these people with respect that we did during World War II. First off, what? When it's time, anywhere in Seattle. Now they got the state police, and one car just ran them over. Yeah, you want to play that? Well, you got Bernie Sanders. Well, you know, I, I, at this point, I'm done with Napolitano. I was really seduced in by Gindridge on the idea of Napolitano to the bench. No, Napolitano, if he doesn't understand that this is an asymmetric war, and the only thing these people respect is defilement. You got to look, you just chop the guy's head off, and he's in a holy war crusade. So he believes in his sick, degenerate, scum religion that he's going to get 70 virgins. So if you let him die with honor, then you've just sent another martyr to heaven, to their heaven, which I have no doubt is hell. So how do you handle them? You do everything in the world to destroy them mentally, emotionally, physically. Same thing they do to Jews. What would I do? No food but bacon. They can starve. Let them starve. When they're hungry enough, they'll eat bacon. Nothing halal. You imagine that we had to create a halal kitchen at Guantanamo for our enemies, for mass murderers? Halal kitchen. See, do we really think through this? Are we thinking through these decisions? A halal kitchen? For people who would, in a minute, if you were Jewish, they wouldn't give a deal. they'd feed you pig. They'd, you they'd feed you pig's feet. Yep. But we're supposed to take the holier ground. They take that for weakness, for a degenerate culture, for being soft. That's why they're taking over Europe, because what they think is true, that Europe doesn't even believe in itself anymore. I've told you this for regular listeners. Germany is a mentally ill nation. It has not healed. It so distrusts its instincts. Rather than with the power of ideas, they just make Nazi speech illegal and punishable. And what does that do? 
Then you wind up with people who deny the Holocaust existed. So people will say Auschwitz wasn't a death camp. Well, you know, technically that's correct. It was a work-till-you-die camp. And if you were that ill and sickly and you didn't drop dead because they worked you to death, then they'd transfer you to Buchenwald where they would burn you. So sorry. And I know some of the people on the right like to say, oh, Auschwitz, it's a phony. It it never really existed. I, I don't know what planet they live on. I don't know what books they've ever read. But this infestation has taken over the liberal mind in America, and they will call Jews Nazis because they want peace. It's not peace at any price. The, that's the thing that the, that the left doesn't get. If you believe in nothing, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in the rule of law, if ends justify means, Judicial watch. if ends justify means, then as they demonstrate, what's the difference? And they take an inch, and they take an inch, and then they expect a mile, and they think that everything's right. I was listening to people today say, a professor say it's in the Constitution. I forget the issue. I was absolutely speechless. You're going to tell me that what that diatribe you just told me, that that's in the Constitutional, and that's a constitutional protection? It's an evidence that people have never been raised to read the Constitution, never read the Bill, the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments, none of the additional uh, amendments to the Constitution, we still casually throw around the term democracy because it's insidious. If you say it, it must be true. And then people get all upset that the Democrats lost this rigged popular vote. And they think that that makes Donald illegitimate. No, it doesn't. The only purpose of of the popular vote is the apportionment of delegates. That's all. It's not, a pop, it's, not a, it's not a popular vote. We all get to vote in order to apportion state-by-state state delegates. And if we had civics class and the people in the media repeatedly over and over corrected the lie, we're a republic, we're not a democracy. We're not a democratic republic. We are a republic. Republic for which it stands, one nation under God. I pledge allegiance to the five United States to the republic, not democracy. But see, that doesn't matter when you've got a liberal Marxist agenda. So we're going to get Penyonetta out of the way. This is called negotiations. And anybody who wants to talk about it as a failure of diplomacy or an idiot. We're only a week into the, not even a, completed the first week of his presidency. It's a long road to Guadalajara. And remember, Napolitano is nothing but a Fox commentator. And in my opinion, he's blown his opportunity with this administration. These people are not entitled to the rules of the army manual and to international law. They respect nothing about international law. And if you're a fool enough to think that you can beat and fight an asymmetric war on your terms and not theirs, 
you're an idiot. The U.S. House passes no taxpayer funding on abortion act. Wonderful. Okay, well, I have some news. Um, everybody's screaming about the pipeline. Hello, wake up. Do you know that there's 2.5 million miles of pipeline in the United States? How now, would I know? If the one in, I didn't learn that in grade school. I didn't learn well, I'm it telling you. in elementary. I didn't learn it in... Uh, well, don't blame me for that. In I'm just seventh, telling you, don't second, shoot seventh the, and hey, eighth. I didn't learn it in high school. Hey, don't shoot the okay? messenger, man. I didn't no, learn this in you. college. I didn't get my master's well, in this. Well, of course, because you're. But I'm allowed but, to shoot my mouth off because it's a free country. Well, no, okay, that's fine. Shoot your and mouth And I can off. have any delusion and any false information appearing real. I want to because well, that's, that's my right in well, America. That, that's that, my. It's my right. All right, if it's you want to be the Constitution. A, if you want to walk around it like says, an idiot, Thomas Jefferson said. Because they're all out there running around like idiots, are getting run over by cars. I mean, come on, what's wrong with you people? Are you that stupid? We've lost our Not patience. me. Not me. No, we, you have. We all but have. But when you say, oh, it's a danger, the pipeline. In the di- you didn't hear me. What? When you talked about people being run over, yeah. I said I wouldn't walk on the highway. a week ago people yeah. would have been patient. But how now about, they're sick of it now. How about the ambulance? That the woman couldn't even get to the hospital. Couldn't even get to the hospital. I know. I'm a very sick person. And died. I mean, okay. <laughs> how about the child that died in the ambulance with their father? That's right. So if they run you over, don't. I have no compassion. So now you've got to be out of your mind. In Seattle, the good liberals. Oh, they're screaming. Have had it. Oh yeah, they they've screaming. had it. Yep, they're. And let me tell you, when these cops come, it's no joke. You should see the way they No, because just... they've had it. Oh, yeah, okay? this is great. Michael, a there's... week ago, the cops were, you know, uh, we're hanging out. We're just going to watch, go around. And now the cops, their attitude is, we're going to pick you up, flip you by your feet, and drop you, you on your head. You have no idea what they do to these kids. It's like they're flipping lettuce in a salad, tossing lettuce and in a salad. And they're shocked. And oh, the kids are like, shocked. "What do you mean? I'm getting arrested?" And I'm getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. You're, getting you're getting a felony, a too, you dumbass. That's ten years, and I don't know how many thousands in fines. But wait a minute, I agree with the women's march was so disgusting, so disgraceful. These women are slobbed pigs. They left so much trash in D.C. Entitlement. Oh They're no. Entitled now to. I agree with the citizens are now saying, "Fine them for the damage." I agree. Or like you said, was a better idea. If you want to protest, fine. You got to put up a million dollar bond. No, if you want to have bond. a big march, I'm not talking about five people getting together. No, but when you're Central talking about the amount of women coming, standing on an orange, acting crate. like big fat pigs. When they, when you start talking about hundreds of thousands of people showing up and leaving your garbage oh, and your it's just, signs, you call yourself lady behind. Oh, please. Oh, we know even that our there daughter, was nothing oh. ladylike about those women. Even my mother said, "Who cleans? Who does the cooking? Who takes care of the children? Look at these women. There are Ew. no the children. Well, they know they okay, did have children protesting. Are just like them. No, they're like Drew. That guy who had his kids say, Carey. "Oh, sick slob." Oh, but anyway, this is hilarious. There's a Black Lives Matter kids protesting in the streets, right? And the cars, is, they don't run them over. They push them out of the way. People aren't waiting anymore. And the one guy's jumping in front of the car, and the cops come, and they these are state troopers. They get this guy, this big 
big straight trooper grabs this kid. He picks him up and slams him to the ground. I'm like, where did he get the strength to do that? That's incredible. Anger. But incredible, and, and I, I mean that's that child, that young asshole well, trust me, deserves it. When these police, many of them, are in their off time, okay, at least some portion of them are in the gym and they're pumping iron. Oh, these iron. guys are. How about the okay. ones we saw in New York that time, Michael? You and I, I mean, Hitman, you and I are sitting in New York having lunch, and there's eight guys that all come in, all dressed in black, and I'm like, whoa, what is this? Well, that was, they're New York cops, yeah. and I have to tell you. None of these guys they, were punks. They all look like RoboCop. They were all polite, Roy mannerly, did, very friendly, but I would mess. I would never mess around with these got guys. Guns, machine gun on in their holsters. And you should see the muscles. Muscles. Whoa. Uh, vests of armor. Oh my gosh. They've got uh, machetes strapped down their leg. These guys don't play around, and I wouldn't play around. I would not. But that's why we have them. If you want a civil society, I mean, Black Lives Matter, why don't they all ship them off to Smiling if they want to live like a bunch of, um, what were, what's that movie with the kids? What the hell Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord of the Flies. Why don't you let them all go to an island where Bernie Sanders can be your president? He can pay for all your bills. He's a socialist asshole, delusional. Banging on the drum like a chimpanzee. They'll be happy there. Yeah, listen to this one. This is college... No, turning point is not part of the thing. No, turning point is a conservative group. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah, I got you. All right. Yeah, well, that's relatively. Yeah, you got your money. All right. Yeah, well, that's relatively. Yeah, I got your money. All right. Yeah, I got your money. 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 didn't do anything to you. You asked us to leave. We left. Why the fuck are you guys filming me? What because you're attacking me. No, you came in our meeting. Like, you're not allowed. We wanted Why to we allowed? Sorry that we wanted to hear another point of view. We weren't going to yeah, film until you... Fuck you fucking conservative Like, you... Like, this, that shit you fucking do. Give me your fucking phone. No. no. We're leaving. Don't fucking film us. They're pissed off because they're sitting there having a meeting and the conservatives are filming it. What's wrong with that? And the guys go ballistic. Because he these pushes a woman. Little these little thugs these don't. I'm telling you, they don't go to college to get an education. Okay, these people are he heops. pushed a girl. Pardon he me. A girl. They're heop students. Higher education opportunity program. These scumbags are a hundred percent on the federal dole. Well, stop that. Okay, and they show up. With no competence, no education, no manners, no parents, no no civility, and then they take their place, they join all these anti-American organizations, anti-free speech organizations, and rather than get a fucking education, they go to hate, okay? I know what I'm talking about. I went to the little whorehouse on the Hudson Bard College where most every department had two or three professors and they were fucking left-wing Marxists. And all these kids were rich 
kids. Connecticut mill, knitting mills in South Carolina. Doctors, orthopedic surgeons, children. The Post family. Kid Little Marks is with his jeans and his knapsack. Jumps out of his father's Mercedes stretch. Half a block from campus and nobody would see, but I lived down that half a block. It was a joke. And they all get to, as their parents, and let me tell you, 1979, 80, it was $25,000, $30,000 then, and that did not include <clears throat> room and board. That was close to a $50,000 then experience to be filled with a school whose children hate them for the things they are. Remember that song? You say it's time we moved in together, raised a family of our own, you and me. Well, that's why I've always heard. The children hate them for the things their parents are. But, babe, all I know is what I see gotten so much worse. We're raising a complete entitlement generation. This is what's masquerading as education all across American campuses. And I say end federal funding of education. It's not the job of the federal government. We have so muscled out the private charity sector. They have a woman. It's the Women's March this past, you know, the nuts, the last big march. They had their main speaker. I don't even know if your callers or listeners or audience are even aware of this one. She, you got to hear this one, and you told me to discuss this, so give me sure. one moment. i, I got to find it. Hold on. I have so much. I don't want to lose anything because I'm good at doing that. <laughs> Hold on, give me one second. You know, I took a course on uh, Marxist writing with a professor, Koblitz, and it was just every one of the little Marxists. And I admired them. They were very bright kids. The girls... Well, these I don't need these people to Even when they bright. were pretty, they didn't bathe. Ew. Ew. The boy was this liberal Jewish wimp... The girlfriend was the intellectual superior. She ran the little Marxist roost as they walked to school in their little camo Fidelista outfits. And I can remember saying, the way she flirts with me, this would be the ultimate revenge. The head of the John D. Rockefeller Society would just screw the guy's girl. And then I thought, you know what? I'll wind up with freaking crabs. And there was a whole crabs epidemic at Bard because everybody slept with everybody. So I made sure when I found a girlfriend that I grabbed her by the throat and and the pussy and made sure that Wow. That I knew where she was. <laughs> and I made sure I knew where she was so I didn't wind up with the crabs that was like rampant. Rampant. That's the school that the Beastie Boys went to. And if ever there were fucking jerk-offs, it was them. They, they took cross and turned it upside down and had a bonfire 
and called it art. And then there was this little weasel who got a, a grant from, because he's now become a, a popular dramatist, Eric Schaefer. What a weasel these people are. But sooner or later, in general, you think they grow up. Okay, here's what I have. But now, Bard College is rampant. It's just about all 5,000 schools in America now. And the only way it ends is when the United States people say, did you enjoy your education? Pay for it. No more Pell Grants. No more Stafford I think, Grants. I think, Trump should, I think President Trump should get rid of all that shit. Pay and, for it yourself. And, and get a loan. Go to a bank. Where will the kids be able to get it? Instead of Sandy Wild donating $100 million to name uh, a, a cancer hospital in New York City and renaming it from, I think, Mount Sinai to the Weill Institute. He could donate his $100 million to a Bard College. Be involved in knowing how the money was being spent and judging is it well spent. But when, there's no, when there is a government entity coming between this parent and the university, the parent has no incentive. And they don't even know what they're looking at. A friend of ours, son is going to college, and the father and the mother flew, and they got a tour. You get to see what they want to show you. You don't get to dig into the classrooms and to see the mind and read the works of these professors, but it's your kid's education. It's your money. It's your future, and yet you earn your fortune, whatever it may be, small, medium, or large, and then the children believe that they have an entitlement. Who would want their groceries from New Mexico full of DDT, isn't it? From Mexico? Yes. I wouldn't want shit coming from Mexico. Maquiladora? Metals, heavy metals in the water? Well, what do you think the water's made of? You tell me. You go to Acapulco. You eat the food. You wind up with Montezuma's Revenge. But, oh, by the way, we import that same food to the United States. The same food is grown with their fecal cholera water. But yet, product of Mexico. You tell me where the common sense is. And all we've been is just living in a corporate fascist regime. They want to say Donald's a fascist? No, he's a nationalist. We've been living in corporate fascism. Okay, now wait a minute. I want to, now this is oh, um, a woman, okay, that spoke. She was invited. She's one of the top speakers at the Women's March. Now remember, Nancy Pinozzi and all of them say, oh, it wasn't violent. There was no any, no violence, no nasty talk. Her name, she says, hi, I am Donna, H-Y-L-T-O-M. And Hilton. And I was chosen as a featured speaker to the Women's March on D.C. Before we murdered a 60-year-old homosexual man in 1985, we tortured him for days. We squeezed his testicles now, now with I want you to pliers. Understand You're hearing this speaker explain 
the murder she created. When? Hmm? 1985. 1985. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There is no statute of limitations on murder. And this is what she's admitting to. So let's listen again. Do you understand? This is a DNC party activist. Okay, here we go. This is how far down the scum hole... The sewer, our nation swam. This is when we no. Swam. Don't blame the nation. It's those women. It's the liberals. No, our mental it disorder. It is our nation. Michael Savage we, says liberalism, liberalism has, is disorder. a mental Fine. disorder. But it's right. It's completely taken over the universities. It's taken over the well, state then, department. I'm sorry. Today wake up. we had. Uh, Quote, whatever it means, I haven't seen a list yet, but I know it's been confirmed on, tel- on uh, Fox t- just at the dinner hour that top executives at the top level uh, executives at the State Department resigned. Well, to begin with, who the fuck would want them? You're talking about Barack Obama's garbage. They're diseased minds. All they did was make it easy for Donald, because let me tell you, if Donald had told them they want to get fired, then they would have lawsuits against Donald, and the unions would be coming out against them. So it's beautiful. And that's the brilliance of Donald. Donald's just going to put enough pressure on these people that they'll quit. He won't even have to fire these people. But So now we have, it's, it's brilliant, and I love it. I love this, and I'm sure you will too. What? So Donald Trump okay. ha- doesn't yet have Rex Tillerson approved. So we have no state. We have no Secretary of State. I don't think the world stopped. We have top levels. Who knows? Eight, ten, twelve, fifteen at the State Department. Guess what? The world is moving on without these eight, ten, eleven, twelve people. So. Since they're proving to be very redundant, maybe we don't need a Secretary of State. Maybe we'll move him to the UN and get him to just shut it down. Maybe these people are proving how irrelevant they are. These are just welfare job programs for inept people who have been political hacks and appointees morons coming out of our American educational system, filling the ranks of the State Department. Let me tell you, they're not much better in the military contract, in the government contractors. These people are just spoiled brats who expect even higher pay. So, so much of the work, like translators, are being done by corporations such as DynCor and General Defense. And then they turn around and bill the State Department, for a fee that three person hired by the State Department could do. We have privatized our military, our food manufacturer in the military, our bodyguards. You know, the State Department has contracts with military contractors for, to provide bodyguards for ambassadors. Because we can't have the military detail do it, the same job. No, this is just white welfare. This is disgusting, the shakedown of the American government. And that's why when Donald says drain the swamp, this swamp is fighting back. They're throwing the sewer water at him every which way they can. When you hear people like Madonna saying, 
I had dreams. I have dreams of blowing up the White House. Not the only one. And it's fashionable. It's acceptable. If these were Republicans, they'd be in jail. The Republicans are so screwed in their head, they don't even have the ability to scream at the floor of Congress, scream in the Senate, this bitch needs to be put in jail. We should have a complete House committee and haul Madonna's ass and Ashley Judd's ass in front of Congress. These people need to have their lives made miserable. And then they need to experience what every conservative group, including Dinesh D'Souza, experienced. The full force of an IRS investigation. And let them worry about that too. And I think while we're at it, it's time to pull in the reins on Sharpton and put him in jail. And it's the same with John Lewis. Put him in jail. It is time to take the untouchable status off these race pimps in America. Read it. Let me get back to just finishing this. So again, her name is Donna Hilton, and I was chosen as a featured speaker to the Women's March in D.C. That's where all the women are screaming for abortion. I don't know what the march was about. Before we murdered a 60-year-old homosexual in 1985, we tortured him for days. We squeezed his testicles with pliers, beat him, burnt him, and I personally shoved a a yard-long metal rod up his rectum because I am an oppressed woman. Now, I lecture at university on women's rights so your daughters have something, someone to look up to. Oh, my. Uh, are we not? Now, I'm telling you, this woman just sick. admitted to torture and murder. Well, was she arrested okay? for it ever? It is now time to was arrest her. Was she ever her. arrested? If Teresa, not, she should be. Teresa, if this woman didn't go to jail, she should have. And if she, if she didn't... She this needs is, to be picked up because now, murder does not have statute of limitations. And if this is a violent felon and she's lecturing on college campuses, there's Whoa. nothing left of education in America. There's nothing left of the youth. This woman's sick and nuts. She's deranged. There they, was once a Bernie Sanders says Donald's delusional. Your party's delusional. The garbage that, that, uh, that are at the forefront bulwark girding of your party are the most disgusting degenerates in America. And all they ever do is talk about Richard Spencer. All they ever do is talk about David Duke. If David Duke takes a shit, they film it. If David Duke says, that's a great idea that Donald has. Donald is obligated to disavow David Duke. If that were an equal policy then the Democrats would have to disavow every degenerate that lines their party walls. If you've been a regular listener of this show, you know about the NYU fag bag that was in uh, the airport with his baby, and he's tweeting out that we're going to torture Ivanka Trump. We're going to have some fun with this. If you understand the level of insurrection and mental insanity that's going on. It's dangerous now in America. And it's not because of the election of Donald Trump. It's because the American people, 
the flyover, the bucket of deplorables, the heart and soul, the person who, the people who Richard Nixon called the silent majority, not the ones who support the degenerate Hollywood movies, not the ones whose kids run around as as uh, wannabe black people with their pants dragging down around their knees and singing their inane rap because they never learned a goddamn musical instrument in their life. So they call it rap. And they have these beats. This isn't music. It's chimpanzee tribalism masquerading as art. It's not art. And don't ever tell me art is in the eyes of the beholder. There is a science behind art. There is a custom. There is a tradition. And when something is original, because it builds upon its traditions and moves the tradition and the discussion forward, that is when art is achieved. Not blatant, rampant, uninspired plagiarism where they steal the music, the beats underlying, create new, lo- new words of meaninglessness, timeless nothing. Sugar Hill could give us hotel, motel, holiday inn. Oh boy. But when you're 18 and a monkey, you can repeat it. And I was a monkey, and I repeated it. But timeless? Beethoven's timeless. Haydn's timeless. Bach is timeless. Mozart is timeless. Vivaldi is timeless. But these people knew how to write music and play instruments. Moving on. What do you got there? Well, I'm trying to post that insane woman. There is no statute of limitation. You know, statute of limitation is a law which prohibits prosecutors from charging someone with a crime that was committed more than a specific number of years ago. The general purpose of statutes of limitation is to make sure convictions occur only upon evidence, physical or eyewitnesses, that has no detail. No, has not deteriorated with time. Okay. Right? Yes. You want to know what? Oh, we got more? Yeah, we got more. Um, Let me see. Oh, I wanted to talk about, okay. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, Excuse me. Um, Trump recognizes um, family members of Americans killed by illegal aliens. Right on. And um, I think that's very important because nobody's talking about this. The media doesn't. Do you ever hear them talk about it? And there's a total sympathy for, for the murderer. For the murderer because he's an illegal alien. No, I no, no, no. I have no sympathy for the murderer. We've been we practice be catch and release. Well, there's a video on the blog if you want to go see that. It and you go to the blog. It's www.propagandaearth.store. And yes, store is one of those new domains. And you can read about it. You can watch the videos. I mean, uh, you got to wake up. You have to start finding ways to learn. Don't be low info. I won't even talk to low info people anymore. I'm walk away. If you're not proactive, if you're not 
an American, if you're anti-American, you're not a anti- you're, you're, that's what your blog is for. You spend a good period of your day. Yeah, indeed, I do. I spend hours blogging, going, trying to help uh, people. But now we're at three thousand. Mm-hmm. Now we're what? We have three thousand um, visitors. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive. But I mean, I work very hard at that. And then also, you know, they're every, I mean, these liberals. But that's where you do the teaching. That's where you do the sharing. When you're in a social conversation, if the people don't get it, you walk away. I'm not here to argue with you. No, I will not. Here is I, I, my life, life is too precious. To earth you deserve what you get. If you want to put your head in the sand, you. you deserve what you get. If you want, you got cancer, doctor, take care of me. You put your head in the sand and you die of chemotherapy. Hey. Wake up, learn. There's other ways. Now, I have no sympathy for this anymore. You have completely confounded Harvard, Princeton, Columbia, MIT, Johns Hopkins doctors who all learned there, studied there. These aren't 30-year-old men. These are 60-year-old men, men that have had 40 years, 35 years in oncology, liver oncology, breast, kidney, bladder, colon oncology, and they are astounded how you are slowly, surely beating the cancer that because of a... Oh, I, I go to the I go to world-renowned doctors. Now, I know everybody goes to the best doctors. Right. No, I deliberately went out and found these doctors. And if you aren't They're bright called, enough, we went I, to healthgrades.com. Yeah, anytime they give me one, I have a stack of doctors, gynecologists I need to go to, and I got like a cards, fifteen cards I have to even research to even see if I'd want to go to them. And these are Penn doctors, University of Penn. No, it's Penn. It's not University of Penn, is it? Well, it is University of Penn. Yeah. I won't just go to anyone. When I tell you world-renowned, yes, I drove six hours or five, no, five hours on Tuesday to go to Connecticut to see Dr. Barry Boyd. He's a world-renowned breast cancer doctor. If these doctors aren't bright enough, I leave. I never go back. I said, I'm not going back there. Propaganda How old hitman. is Dr. Barry? Uh, probably 70. I said 60, 70. I said to propaganda hitman. If I no, I I'm not coming back. These guys are not that bright. I don't want to be around people that aren't bright, that aren't that are unaware. I had one doctor. He tells me nutrition, what you eat, supplements doesn't matter. He's probably 100 pounds overweight, gray. He's got gray skin. He's disgusting. I said I'm never going back to him. I'm not going to argue with him. But I'm not. I said, well, that's your opinion. Your opinion's wrong. I don't agree with you. Look at you. And I said, my, I said, propaganda. Hey, we're never going back there. Who needs us? Right? Of course. And I go to the. I fight with the with the nurses, the oh, secretary. Excuse me. And nail. Right. Right. But anyway, I just want. Let's go on to the next thing. So, and, and did so, I talk uh, about so the wall, the, so bo- the border in bridge? A, in a fight with this little piece of shit, fresh ass. 30-year-old woman getting in my face, and I said to her, I'm old enough to be your father, number one. Okay? I'm the patient, so learn and to be patient with the me. The word is patient <laughs> and learn consumer it. of your services. You know, these people all talk their HIPAA shit. I'm going to tell you something loud and clear. That HIPAA is doctor. nothing mm, but, and, but a massive effort to protect incompetence, period. Okay, so and this guy's a great doctor, and we like him very much. And when you want to email him, you email him. But the secretaries, they want you 
and it's part of the game. They want to control. So, so. No, they want to. They said so the they doctor said, never emails. They said, doctor, the, what do you mean? Moment, they, they said, hold on, you're not. Just, you're you're okay. ahead of the story. It oh. was about documents. You had blood work from two different labs, University of Penn Lab and LabCorp. Okay, and you really weren't feeling well that day. Right or wrong? No, not that, not great, no, not at all. No, I had just slept hours. I no, I wasn't. Mm-mm. I mean, I could have gone forty-five minutes from where not we lived. Not about the day before. You were you were at that point shooting Iscad, injecting your Iscador. Okay, you were taking the <clears throat> medical marijuana up the rectum. You were for two days diarrhea, wash rag, fever, ache from head to toe, bones hurt, and this lady, when Teresa has. Wheels of Steel has everything on a jump drive. All we have to do is put the jump drive in the computer, pick what we want, put it in an email, and it's over with. They print out, and it's generation one. And what you say, well, we're scanning an oh, no. University of Pennsylvania has a portal. Who else has a portal? LabCorp has a portal. This is the world we live in. So we simply send a proper email. So they're saying, oh, he never checks his email. Well, I said, lady, how about you create an email that says head nurse dot, okay? Head nurse dot, deboyd dot, Greenwich dot, edu. Real simple email. Oh, no, we can't, we can't do that. Our policy here is the facts. I said, you know that I had a freaking fax machine in 1987, my nightclub had a Lucy computer in 86, and you're going to tell me I still have to use a freaking fax machine? Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. So when I print something off the Internet from LabCorp, then it's first generation. Then we have to scan it in into the fax machine, and then... Send it off to them. If not, then it goes through the facts. Otherwise, our first generation into the facts, it goes into their system, their facts, their printer, their half-assed operation. Now it's a two-generation, and they put it in a file. And then if they need to fax it on to somebody else, it's a third generation. Are we kidding ourselves? And they call this modern medicine baloney. These retrograde-grade nurses and secretaries don't want to move off their 300-pound asses. The best thing a doctor could do is get rid of the chairs. Have all the desks, desks standing tabletop. This, there's something called Verilux or something. Vera, it's a lift that you put under the tables so the people can either sit or hit the hydraulic, and boom, up goes your table. I think these doctors should require everybody to stand for eight hours. Why? It'll burn some calories. These women are pigs. And, they're, and you walk in, and, you, and, they, and they're eating cupcakes, and they call this health. It's an insane asylum we live in. These people don't know shit about health. They only know disease. I listen to Fox, and they've got this medication for psoriasis. Oh, my God, do you hear the... And they're 
hypnotizing you. Because if you can hear awful things over and over, I'm telling you, after Pulp Fiction or Traffic, our culture got worse. Why? Because we have come to accept this. So they tell you risks, pulmonary embolism, seizures, brain damage, in remote cases, cancer of the brain. And you say, you want this? You would take this, but they numb you to it. They sell you, and then you say, well, doc, I heard that this is good, but i got to watch out for the side effects. Let me tell you, you get one of those side effects, and you wish you were dead, because you probably would be. What was that? Well, you don't need two wheels of steel, but you said you had a girlfriend. What was the experience? Oh, they put her on a new medication. She she had a, she she had had a uh, she had fallen, developed, I guess, a stroke of some sort, and then was in the hospital. They put her on an experimental medication, new medication, and if her husband hadn't been there, she'd have been dead. Because these nurses are so, they're no, so understaffed. She was in the hospital here to school them constantly. They're giving her the wrong medications. He said, are you nuts? He couldn't even believe it. And he said, now this was a beautiful hospital, Persian rugs, chandeliers. I said, it doesn't matter because I know these people are so Oh, yeah, it was, it was it, actually so McGee Rehab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia, McGee Rehab. He said, nobody speaks English. It's like, what? They don't even understand. It's, let me tell and he said, you, it doesn't matter who insurance, I... because he was in union, it was a $10,000 a month facility. And with that kind of money, they can't get home aides who are from anywhere but Haiti, Dominican Republic. They can't even speak English. They know how to change a bedpan. They're the only people you see. When I was a child in the hospital, we didn't have any of that. You had nurses who did all of that. Nurses, not home health carries, nurses clean. Nurses help bathe you. Nurses looked after you. Now to save money, we have registered nurse. Now all they do is sit at a table and oversee the medications, and they're the pill line. That's the only thing you see a registered nurse for. Then you got the LPNs who has some basic interaction with you, and all the rest are home health care aides. 10000 a month? No wonder insurance is a complete scam in this country. It's a scam. It's, a, it's another welfare program. We've nationalized home ownership. 90% of all homes, I've told you many times, are owned by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. And... Uh, there's one other oh. I, I thought about today, and I forgot again. Three of them. They're all GSAs, government entities, that were supposed to have been private on the stock market. Barack Obama bailed them out, kept them. Why? Because it's part of the plan. Your home is a, is a guarantee against the American financial collapse to the mortgage holders who are mostly China and Saudi Arabia. So when they want to step in and say, we don't want your dollars, we want to collect on your collateral, well, that's your homes. 
and they start selling home after home after home, you think that's we were heading there with Hillary. We were heading there. We may have taken a quick U-turn. Let's pray. What else you got there? Well, oh, am I on mute? No. Um, I hear you loud and clear. Well, uh, you have all the liberal mental, you know, the li- they're liberals, the, the left, the liberal mental patients are all screaming, oh, 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 building a wall, oh, oh. Well, how about Barack Obama make Canada pay $2 billion for the border bridge? Did you all forget that? I mean, what the hell's wrong with these people? Too many Twinkies for breakfast. When we were eating this shit, I mean, if you ever knew what was near food, but that's a whole other program. Here's something that's very upsetting is Jill Marie Sunborn, she was murdered by an illegal alien living in a trailer park. She had an argument with him, and he stabbed her 13 times. Yeah, recently. This is an illegal alien. And they're screaming, these colleges, I'm protecting. We have sanctuary cities. Are we nuts? Are we completely nuts? Again, I think there should be an island. Bernie Sanders can be your president, and Hillary can be your secretary of state, and you all can be happy there. Why don't you do that? I think President Trump should find an island and ship you all off there, and you'll be happily, you know, live there happily ever after. It's unbelievable. What what we have to, I hated Barack Obama. I hated him. But did I complain and cry? I didn't say anything. I went on about my business and said the guy will be done in eight years. Then we'll find somebody new. And boy, did America show this government, we want something new, something better. We want the corruption taken down. This is disgusting, beyond disgusting. Um. I have Americans' moment of truth. Would you like to hear that? Are you up for that? You talked about an island. See, there was once upon a time. Yeah, it's called Shelter when, Island. When, when uh, Brit- off Long when Island British for the pe- nuts. <laughs> there was once upon a time when British people took their criminals and they sent them on a very long-distance sea voyage. Many of them didn't make it because of scurvy. And they dumped them on Australia. And it was for them to figure out how to make it, how to survive. But in those days, the King of England didn't think it was appropriate to drain the financial uh, reserves of his treasury by having mass murderers be in the Tower of London forever and a day. So they were shipped off. Now, I'm beginning to think that if Oman and Qatar and Yemen and the Arab Emirates and Syria aren't interested in these, or whatever, in Central America don't want their criminals, then I'm beginning to think that maybe the island of Boca off of Panama Vieques, the island off of Puerto Rico, might be a great place. And how do we keep them there? With patrol boats. We can drop in some food, some provisions, so they can build their little huts. 
But I just don't think that this nation any longer can afford the amount of lawlessness that Barack Obama infested us with. Because this is an infestation of rats that he brought well, into Don't the worry, United the truth's States. all coming out. If you want to be patient enough to get her, you just want to keep your head in the sand. So what else you got there, Wheels of Steel? Oh, hold on. I have a lot of, well, I have something that's pretty disturbing, but I think it's, hey, wake up. You got to, you know, this is the shit. Okay, I got to get it. Hold on, but hold on, hold on. I'm in the, I got to go to the blog because I have it in there. I did so much posting. Hold on, bear with me, please. I don't know if it's a previous one. Hold on, hold on. Oh, here it is. Is this it? Oh, listen to this. This is really sick. Well, no, I don't, let me say to what I was doing. I just don't want to do that. You can play the sick show. No. <laughs> what? Everybody knows what our show is anyway. We the show the, show the sickness, the lunacy, the insanity, the pedophilia. This is what we do. All right, all right. Well, listen to this. This here is in a township. This is a video from but a city council meeting. you got to understand something. I never thought the meeting. show would be like this. I never thought what was it gonna until be? we studied how bad it had gotten. I never knew. This wasn't like I'm some super informed person when we started this show. It is jaw-dropping how far down the rat hole we've gone as a nation and what we have to share the good work of other people. Because it's not like we've got a camera crew out there. This is the stuff that's on the Internet that we need to continue to repost and discuss. But go on, Wheels of Steel. Um, okay, now let me um, – okay. This is discussing – this is a city council meeting praising – let me hear this. You've got to pay attention. This is beyond pay attention. imagination. This is a city council in the United States. <laughs> Listen to this prayer. Reason and science, 
we simply thank the atheist, agnostic, humanist, who now accounts for one in five Americans and growing rapidly. In closing, let us, above all, love one another, not to obtain mythical rewards for ourselves now, hereafter, or based on superstitious threats of eternal damnation, but rather embrace secular-based principles of morality and do good for goodness sake. And so we pray, so what? This is the level of insanity in our nation. We are living in, in a mental insane asylum where we have let the inmates run the universities, run the town councils, and who do we have to blame but ourselves? And it is now time to regain our town councils and to regain our colleges and regain our political process with the rule of law and judges who are committed to the rule of law, who will not be activists. And a third branch, legislation begins in the House and then the Senate, and it gets tested approved by a president, and tested when necessary in the courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. For too long, the Democrats have put activist judges who have their own agenda because if they can't change the Constitution, they call it primitive, antique, and old-fashioned. And I heard that from a very bright woman who wasn't using her brain. Go on, what? Well, I, I, okay, that's horrible. Then I just, I have, you know, hey, the news is horrible. What can I do? This is disgusting. One in three nursing home residents are abused. One in three. Nursing home abuse simply should never happen. Can you imagine one in three nursing home residents are abused? Why? Because who the hell's working there? Unbelievable. All right. Well, I had to say that because it's very upsetting. I'm trying to find something. Um, I have something I really want to <clears throat> play for you, but give me a moment because. Um, <clears throat> hold on. I have it. There's just so much going on in life. <laughs> it's just, it's nonstop. You can barely keep keep up with it, you know? I think he's whispering in my ears. I don't know if he is, but I have something. I'm just getting to it. Here's a quote from Steve Bannon. Oh, I have one from him. Hold too. on. Oh, okay. Maybe you've got a better one, but I I'll might. read this one. Okay. Oh, I have what I'm looking for, yes. The media should be embarrassed. Is that out of line? What? No. Embarrassed? They should quit. Humiliated. 
Oh, yeah. You, th- you think that's not true? The media should be embarrassed and humiliated and keep its mouth shut and just listen for a while. I and want watch I want you people to quote who this. are billionaires who have built businesses, fortunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Whether it's – I mean, I'm. it is breathtaking that Jared Kushner – how old is he? All right, I'll tell you exactly. 38 or 40? He's already a billionaire, but he's richer than Donald. When Donald was his age, he was richer. Right. I mean, richer. He's. We've got Jared Kushner. All right. He is, he's 36. He was born January 10th, 1981. And he's a billionaire. Billionaire. He's, but he sold everything. He liquidated everything this to guy, work with President Trump. This guy, my jaw drops thinking that he is a right-hand man. Bannon, okay? And he comes from a strong family. His mother and father are intact. I mean, Donald, President Trump comes from a strong, intact family. You know, um, Jarrett went to Harvard University and um, F-R-I-S-C-H school. Okay, Harvard. Do you know that other school? No, What? No, but it's a school within Harvard. Well, he went to Harvard. He went to New York University of Uh Science. He went to that, whatever the school that was, he went to New York University, S-T-R-A-N, and then University of New, New York University. So he's and, got and, and wait a minute, the liberal he's brilliant. He's and they're going to talk about him. He's so educated. Then Nuchin, Nuchin, not only had an incredibly successful career on Wall Street, mm. then he went to Hollywood and, and became be, an extremely acclaimed, successful, right? Acclaimed film producer, right. acclaimed film producer. So you got Jared Kushner, film producer, uh, and Nuchin, film producer. Then you got Steve Bannon, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. took over after it. First of all, hedge fund genius, had one other career. Then he took over Breitbart. Then you've got, by the way, you've got um, head of commerce, and I'll think of his name. He's 78, 80 years old, uh, multi-billionaire. Brilliant man, uh, the top one of the top infant neurosurgeons, pediatric neurosurgeons, Ben Carson. You've got there has never, take my word for it, never been a team surrounding a president as brilliant, as accomplished in their fields and others as what we now have. And we have, and we're trying to find his name. <coughs> He's going to be a science advisor. Oh, Donald knows that uh, he's not in favor of the vaccine regime where we just shove it down the children and watch children become autistic. So the enemy of vaccination, Bobby Kennedy Jr., okay, Robert Kennedy Jr., Donald, a Democrat, has put – Robert Kennedy, a Democrat, has been put in to head up a a commission – on investigating vaccination in America at the CDC. So, or maybe he's even going to be the head of the CDC. The, these choices, my jaw drops. I am so enamored by this dream team that Donald Trump has assembled. What else you got there? Well, I wanted to play. We don't have a lot of time, but I think this is important. Here play we it. go. 
This is the new movie, and you better watch it, folks. It's called G-O-S-N-E-L-L. Gosnell. One of my Philadelphia Hello. homies. We're journalists and filmmakers, and for over a decade now, we've been telling the stories that Hollywood and the mainstream media don't want to cover. We funded our last film through Kickstarter, and it was picked up by Mark Cuban's TV channels. And today, we're back to ask for your help to make our most important movie yet. Today, we're launching the biggest ever crowdfunding campaign for a movie. We're going to make a TV film about Kermit Gosnell. Kermit Gosnell is the most prolific serial killer in American history, but almost no one knows who he is. The media have basically ignored his crime and his trial. He ran an abortion clinic in Philadelphia. It's unusual for the Kermit Gosnell. Kermit Gosnell. According to expert testimony from neonatologists, these babies fought for their lives and suffered tremendous pain. But the mainstream media or Hollywood don't think this is a story. Gosnell killed more people than Gary Ridgway, John Wayne Gacy, the Zodiac Killer, and Ted Bundy combined. In a 30-year killing spree, it is thought he killed many thousands of babies. Don't forget the Green River murderer in Seattle. Son of Sam. Hollywood thinks the Jodie Arias story is so important, they have already made a TV movie about her, which has been shown multiple times. But you shouldn't be surprised, because the establishment has always covered up the crimes of Kermit Gothel. Here's how the grand jury explained what happened. Bureaucratic inertia is not exactly news. We understand that. But we think this was something more. We think the reason no one acted is because the women in question were poor and of color because the victims were infants without identities and because the subject was the political football of abortion. There's been too much censorship of this story already. We're going to change all that. With your help, we're going to make a TV film about Kermit Gosling. We'll do the job the mainstream media and Hollywood won't do. Too often we complain about the mainstream media not reporting the news and throw stuff at our TV sets. Now you can do something about it. This is a historic campaign. Up till now, the world record is for the film Veronica Mars, a teen detective story that asks for two million and raised $2.7 With your help, we're going to hire the best screenwriter, director, and actors to make sure that the story of Kermit Gosnell gets into every home in America. You can give as little as $1 or as much as $10,000. You know what you can afford, but even the smallest amount is important. Send the message that if the media won't report the news, we can do it ourselves. Please give what you can. Gosnell's crimes need to be known, and the thousands of babies he murdered must not be forgotten. Help us do this. Please pledge right now. Thank you. Thank you. Very important. And we absolutely hope that you are inspired by this and you will... Uh, pledge to fund them. Do you have their website, Teresa? You go to our blog and it's there. Great. PropagandaEarth.store. That's www.PropagandaEarth.store. There you can get pre and probiotics for your blood type, O, A, B, or A, B. Siprite for your type T. 
And that is, again, www.propagandaearth.store. And the name of the show is that you're listening to is Propaganda.Earth. <laughs> 